this life, gotta make your own deals Chase your own thrills, pay your own bills On the outer loop, sitting on chrome wheels Phone synced up to the newest chrome bills On air, who cares if it's right or wrong? I just care which guests they invited on Without a minute to stall And there was liquor involved with some hype songs And the night is young Right on cue, the talking begins And we check out what Steve Bills got on the blends A bit grimy a backdrop from the late 80s to the mid 90s Till it finally takes us to a rhythm that works And K. Chrome spits a verse that he didn't rehearse Both flex skills proving it's all in So gather round for the newest installment Chrome Bills Episode number What's up, Chrome Billionaires? This is Cease Mikes, and right now I have the pleasure of speaking with YU, Diamond yes, District, 1978ers. Thank you for having me over. No YU, problem. peace to you, man. Peace, peace. What's going on? Chilling, man. I, it's, it's one of my favorite things about doing these interviews. We've had Odyssey, XO, a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But as I get a chance to go back and really listen to everybody's catalog, and I spent a lot of time before taxes, the mm-hmm. earn, spent a lot of time with your catalog. We'll get into questions about the specific songs, but specifically one of the things that really got me open was hmm. when I learned the origin of your name. Uh, so can you break down where it's lowercase y, capital U. True. So where'd that come from? Um, originally the name came from, I used to be on, they used to have like message boards back when the internet first came out. I used to go to PG Community College and um, use their internet. <laughs> To get on message boards and battle people with like, you know, we just pretty much the way that everybody else rhymed, they pretty got really personal, and I would make like wild stories about them, and um, it always had folks asking me why my angle was like that, okay. why did you choose to do this, and the question kept coming, so I ended up keeping it and turning it to a name, and um. Since then, it's found many more meanings too. Like even how the spelling is lowercase y capital. It used to be both capital letters, but I switched it because I wanted whatever career, whatever I was building with music, I wanted it to have like a, a up, um, a upward arc. Arc, exactly. Like coming from nothing to something. Right. Like a lowercase letter to a capital letter, and um. I don't know, it's, it's been good to, throughout all the projects, that's been my point. To go from before taxes, for it to have like a sound, like I didn't even know how to put albums together, but I had to trust myself enough to mix it myself, to do it all that. And then the urn comes and it beefed up a little bit. My my ear got a little better. Right. Even getting up to people. Now you mean just there. flat sonically? Not because yeah. you the word, the raps, the beats are always gonna be quality. You mean the mixing? Yeah, but and even that, it's it's a different. Um, I don't know. It just got clearer and clearer. Like the, I want the idea to start off like fuzzy, and then throughout the career, if everything starts to get more and more clear, right? But um, and it's been it's been working out like that. Now, right. time frame wise, so. In terms of the message board stuff, this was... This was about 2000... i say about... About 99, 98. Okay. And you were in the, the D.C. area? You grew up around there? Um, no, actually, at that time, I was living in... I was, oh, we had a house. We had a house in, um, in Fort Tottenham, Maine. Okay. Who I was with. Okay. And... Uh, 
right in there. It was a nice neighborhood. It's like a masonry, like all the our neighbors were older with uh, masonry, like the tags you could tell, and it was real quiet because right. of that. Right. We made the most out of that. Like in one summer, we made like a hundred songs or something. Now, quiet in terms of the the people around you were quiet, and therefore you could make noise, or yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, just a real. Like most of the people living there have been living there for years and years and okay. years. And even with whom we were living with, it was my man, my other man Omar, who um, his aunt that lived there. And she had this house for many years, right. renting it out to us. But, that's interesting because one of the quotes that, that's been running through my head since I've been listening to your stuff is, "I don't battle, I build." Mm. So you started out sort of battling online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then had you did you make a conscious decision to not do that going forward? Uh. I just wanted to, um, like, battling is cool because it's, it's just, um, it's fun. The angle I was coming from, it was, like, fun in different ways. Of, uh, just telling a story and without myself in it, I could put, I could make you the main character. Right. And, um, but I guess what it turned into, uh, me and my partner and that same crew, we started to, um, to notice that it felt really great to come from... A angle of um, like talking how we talk, right? And like um, in your rhymes, talking about the things that matter to you and stuff like that. Like before that, we tried when we first was rhyming. We um, we kind of mimicked what was out there. We had like a, the first song we recorded was like about a drug deal or something. It, we weren't doing that, <laughs> but it was just it sounded good right. to us at the moment. But like um. It was a good break, uh, bridge to just turn into, go from that into how we naturally are and the things that matter. Right. That was a turning point. And the narrative, because well, one of the things that strikes me about your music is that even if the song as a whole is mm -hmm. about a particular concept that won't have a narrative edge to it, mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. some point, an entire verse, four mm -hmm. bars, will have you have a very narrative style. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? Um, I love writing. I love... Um, I could attribute that to um, when I first learned to write solo songs. It was from listening to HL from um, okay. was it um, Chemistry? Uh, Zach Slimcat from uh, 1978 is his first partner. They were Chemistry and um, HL. He had a way of in his songs. The structure was so crazy. Like it, I felt like I had just. Uh, went through an honors class in English <laughs> by the time I got to the end of his joint because he would start a rhyme off a certain way. Right. Lead you all through the story and then take you to the end or like whatever the end of that verse was and it would come back around right. in a different verse. And like it, just the structure alone, just like, I didn't understand that because I was coming from a crew. All we had to do was write 16. Right. And then, you know, whatever for the, for the um, the hook or whatever, but merging into doing solo songs, like I studied under him. Right. I got a, actually I got a triangle of mentors, and that's one of them. Okay. HL, Slimcat, and Mr. Who. I was my pretty much like all the different angles I was coming from, looking from their perspectives. Right. Now you make beats as well, right? I do, I do. So, do you have a preference? Because I know you you did your one third of Diamond District, which mm -hmm. is you Odyssey and XO. You got two records out. Mm -hmm. uh, uh huh. <laughs> 
total sum of it, some of get what we trying to do. On the outskirts of the old, inside the new. To the billionaires of the world with childish views. Your monopoly game could end with a line or two. Listen, I'm a threat. Everything that was done was a simple test. Everything will come to rest when unity's at its best. Everything declared now from so my heart inside of a chest. Everything, everything. But if everything justified, then it's death. Everything a politician is saying is a waste of breath. A slave if you ain't dead. We know now. March on. Next step. Showdown. This was written from a spirit on a quest. Everything on the table. Cars revealed like hidden jewels. Everybody mind led by rap to the new world. Everything from here on out will never be the same. It's funny how one verse can fuck up a game. Uh, yeah, I take my time and never hurry things. Never be afraid of the scurry things. Gotta judge a man by how he curry things. Hey Joe, shit is everything. Uh, I take my time and never hurry things. Never be afraid of the scurry things. Gotta judge a man by how he curry things. Beat in the jungle is paved with concrete Talk cheap while the rich don't speak With no receipt Take it back to the boot to cap Fuck what you got, I come to rock, y'all Rhymes are rhymes, I bust a lot more Beats I bully is fully equipped Quiet with the swift fire barbed wire Rip through your attire iron The lowercase wire to use capitalistic Humble but we'll rubble, my number is unlisted The distant bar for simplistic It's complicated how we operate it And things change to the alternative These is my motherfucking brothers And we are not related But still we see eye to eye Rhyme and we dominating The proper way to make the block cooperate Hands reaching for the top to snag the crown But not today No fools in the control room Steady with what we bring Swing a sharp ass machete Dismembering everything uh, Yeah, I take my time and never hurry things Never be afraid of the scurry things Gotta judge a man by how he curry things Shit is everything. Uh, I take my time and never hurry things. Never be afraid of the scurry things. Gotta judge a man by how he curry things. Hey Joe, shit is everything. Diamond District beside me. Time is the only team I will ever keep behind me. Is that your entourage? Well, let me introduce you to the county of Prince George's in the district in the 90s. Gritty, gully, grimy, pretty, ugly, rhyming, really hungry in the diamond siren screaming. Ain't nobody coming, leave him. City coming, run for freedom, young and bleed him. Seen him out at his road station, get gunned over beefing. See, I done seen the death of elders. Too soon as the children, the lesson I learned, it never is too soon for building. So I'ma do any and all things to death. I got a list with some ticks unchecked. That shit is everything. Uh, yeah, I take my time and never hurry things. Never be afraid of the scurry things. Gotta judge a man by how he curry things. Hey Joe, shit is everything. Uh, I take my time and never hurry things. Never be afraid of the scurry things. Gotta judge a man by how he curry things. Hey Joe, shit is everything. Because I know you, you did your one third of Diamond District, which is you, Odyssey, and EXO. You got two records out. Mm -hmm. um, you've got a ton of stuff on your own. Mm -hmm. Do you have a preference in terms of working with other people, working with your own stuff? In terms of like mm -hmm. uh, before taxes and the earn, what percentage of that was you doing uh, the beats? Uh, the earn? Uh, you said the earn? The earn? The earn. Uh, every project between before taxes and the earn, I did more. Than anybody else, 
but um the most of the work was like if you're gonna have other people making sure that it blends right even when, when we did the urn I had like different folks Kyle right next door I hit Kyle. Oh, really? yeah okay. I hit him up and was like yeah I need some jumps well, you know this is what I'm doing the sound is this and he sent me some joints, but they was like real keyboardy right. or something. And I was like, nah, nah, it's not gonna blend with what I got. Like, I think I sent him a couple songs what I had. And then he, a couple days later, he just he called me like late as hell, and was like, I think I got it. Mm-hmm. Check your email, and it was perfect. Right, it fit. Right. Now even still, I had to. It had some highs, and I think we brought out in the mix or something. But it was just making sure everything right. matched for the sound. Because, you know, same as styling a verse or right. whatever, you got to style the album to make sure everything fit, make sure... Um, well, that's what I, I mean, always impressed me just as you as an individual. And then when we had Odyssey on a previous episode of Chrome Builds, you know, mm-hmm. he, he said he had a real game plan mm-hmm. for, you know, why he chose you two to work with specifically. Mm-hmm. I always felt like EXO was the most descriptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the most narrative style. Mm-hmm. And then Odyssey was was a, you know, sort of both of those combined. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference in terms of working alone with other people or just whatever nah, style? it's whatever whatever works, man. I, I come from a team aspect. I love to play play my role, whatever it may be. And um, to feel fulfilled, I can, we can do Diamond District and then I, you know, so I don't have to feel like, you know, I'm not being all of me or whatever. Right. That's why I go and do the 78ers. Right. Because I can get that out of my system from that. But, um, nah, no preference. Just It's just whatever's progressive. Now, how did you cross paths with, with Slim Cat? And for the people out there, it's funny because a lot of people will listen to episodes of Chrome Bills and mm-hmm. they'll say, make sure that you make it explicit as to where people can get mm-hmm. your stuff. So you're on Spotify, Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Why you? And then the record that I would definitely recommend, the Diamond District stuff is great. Mm-hmm. I, the 1978er stuff just completely blew me away. That's what's up. Because I'd seen you know stuff on Instagram or Facebook that you guys were working on something together, and then the, the way it came together is just it's fantastic. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot went into that project. Um, Slim Cat, besides the music, that's been a best friend of mine okay. for a long time. Um, I learned a lot. I grew into to being an individual on a note of music and on a note of just like style. He told me a lot. Like he used to be the manager at um, Urban Outfitters, like okay. 2000 or something like that, way yeah. back. And um, he'd be like, "Yeah, why don't you come up this joint? Because we got the uh, employee sale, everything like 60% off." Right. Or right. Like, and just he'd give you like diesel jeans or something. <laughs> But he always knew what was up on style as far as clothing, new music, music yeah. from overseas, like like uh, Fela. Everybody started getting on Fela late, mid uh, 2000s. It was the 90s. And, and he was on yeah. Fela. And like um, Odilla, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. People didn't even really know who Dilla was, but he scoped it out way early and was like, yo. Is he from the DC area? Who? Uh, Slim Cat? Yeah. Okay. He's born, born, right. I mean, but, I think, where did he say he was from? Primarily, he's been in D.C. Okay. And you guys were friends before you started doing music, or? No, no, we met at a show. We met at State of the Union. Okay. Um, It was the Remains performing and Chemistry performing. Okay. And, um, yeah, after the end of the show, 
it was a good night, and uh, we exchanged numbers. We didn't get up right away, because I was still doing Remain stuff. He was still doing what he was doing. I think he moved briefly. And when he came back, um, we got up, and it was a lot started that day. Um, he had a beat tape. And it was like these short fade-in, fade-out beats, so like 30 seconds or yeah. a minute or something. And he told me to go through it. And um, I picked, I think I picked something. And he was like, oh, because he used the, uh, I don't even have it right here, but the MS-1. Okay. And that's like a, something like a 45-second sample or whatever. Yeah. And he didn't have a memory card or nothing in it. So basically, when you make a joint, when you make it, you bounce it down the tape or whatever. And in order to make something else, you got to kick all the sounds out mm -hmm. and start all over. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I like this joint on the tape. So he was like, all right, we'll bet. And he goes and looks up in his records and pick out this is where the snare is at, this is where the kick is at, sounds is over And he's just doing that off memory. And he just put it back together in literally like 30, 40 minutes. That's he put amazing. the same beat back together yeah. exactly like it was. Yeah. And he put it on the trackboard and went to sleep. It was like, just, um, you can decide you record, I'm going to sleep. I see you. Okay. So that's it. Well, cause so you know, obviously people can't see. We're sitting in your in your bedroom, mm -hmm. and you've got an entire recording studio set mm -hmm. up in here. You got the SR. Mm -hmm. You got so that was that your first experience with doing yeah. it yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it opened the world to me, cause um, I never been put in a situation like that, where literally, uh, one I realized that like it was late. It was about one o'clock in the morning or something. He went to sleep. Something about nighttime. Energy is ripe as on the wet when everybody sleep. Okay. And I was just. That's when you're ready to rock. Man, yeah. I was, I was going off, and I got a. We did the first song we did was called Solid, okay. and uh, it yeah it just sparked a lot more. We even uh, we did a revised version of it a little later, but um. Did you did he was it just baptism by fire and that he just sat you down and you started playing with stuff or did he give you any kind of direction as to how to do it? He did. Um, okay. Well, how, how in the beginning, when he saw I had ideas, I was making like beats using, I was using four track, I would beatbox the drum, really? I had a little kalimba, I had a little busted guitar or whatever. Okay. And I'd make these little songs, they would be whole songs or whatever and he'd listen to them and be like, yo, that joint tight. Like, yeah. um, we'll make, you know, could I put a drum to it or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, go ahead. He was like, you know how I use a drum machine? And then showed me how I use a drum machine. And and you had had no experience making nah. other than beatboxing? Well, I mean, I played instruments. Okay. I played in the DCU orchestra and all that. I had ideas. Did you really? Yeah. I know I you, on one French of the records horn. you said you played the French horn. Mm -hmm. okay. French horn trumpet. But um, I, I got out of that because I didn't like the fact you just reading sheet music. Right. And, like, we never got to the point of how you were going to make your own music. Right. And uh, I just had all these ideas, and I saw that they weren't going to get to that part. Now, is that your parents got you into that? Yeah, my father. Okay. My father. He had me in everything from music to baseball, football, basketball. Okay. He always had me in something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely um, getting with Zach on that note pretty much sparked everything and even past then a lot of times like going through stuff in life and all that we end up living together mm -hmm. maybe like four different times even right now he live next door this way really so Kokai's yeah. over there yeah. Slim Cat's over yeah. there yeah. alright yeah. he he was the first one in this area I came and visited him like a couple years ago okay a little party he had or something yeah. it was dark 
and I didn't know, I didn't know how I got there, but I got there. Right. <laughs> a little bit later, I'm looking for a place, and they said it was in this area. I was like, I think I got a friend in there. Right. And I got the place, and then I called him and told him where I was living at. He was like, hold up, I'm coming out. And he lived right, like, I go in the bathroom, open my window. And yeah. I got to be careful, because right. he's like, right there, their bathroom is like that. Right. <laughs> Has to make a record while you're taking the shit. I know, I know. <laughs> I this I like the fact that um, and it's him because we um we build a lot. Yeah, we build a whole. Uh, he's lot. I mean he's like one of the. It's so interesting in this area because I remember when I first met you, Odyssey EXO was quite a bit younger. Mm-hmm. If I if I but Kokai was always just one of those dudes. I remember being 15 or 16, thinking God, if I could ever just kick it with him, right? And then became friends with him over the years, right? You know. Right. I think it's good that there's levels to the scene, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in age. Exactly. So exactly. you came, so you started going down to like the the beat. I, I don't. Were they beat battles at Capital City? Uh, was Capital. it just it was like showcases? Nah, it was just they just had like an open mic kind of thing on Fridays, and um, basically that was the only place I could go on Friday. I would have my daughter in New York. Okay. And she's about I think at that time she was about three years old. But I didn't want to be cooped up in the house, mm-hmm. and I could go there because they didn't sell alcohol or right. whatever. And just I had her on my back, and XO, all these different folks, they was just asking me to play beats or whatever. So right. It was just something cool to do on Fridays, and um. So at what point did you start making beats? Mm, I got my ASR in like 2000, about 2000. Did you, is there a specific, and that's the ASR that we're looking mm-hmm. at right now, mm-hmm. the red one. Same one. Uh, is there a specific reason you chose the ASR as opposed to an MP or an SP? I couldn't afford an MPC. Okay. And um, I don't know, I just took a chance on it. And actually even getting it was, uh, I think I had two jobs at the time. We had just got a new place or whatever. I had all these, I, was, I had a elaborate DVD collection hundreds of DVDs and all this and music and whatever but I seen the ASR on eBay mm-hmm. and it was like $300 or something like that and knowing that my collection was worth more than that I just was like either you're gonna be entertained right. or you're gonna get something that you can create right? and I was just, I took all them joints to see the game exchange and they gave me about Exactly three hundred dollars. Okay. I needed and wow. I mean, that's the universe telling you something. Right. You know what I'm saying. What so? It, one of my favorite lines that you have is, "I don't complain, I complete." Mm-hmm. And then one of the other ones is, "Rated R for realistic." Mm-hmm. And I, it's one thing that really comes through in your music is that you know, if you want X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you better be willing to do A, B, and C. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's a realistic thing. Like, it's a lot of um. You you can get from music whatever you wish to. Um, for me, at this point in my life, I'm in a real. I'm I'm realizing a lot of what it's going to take to um. Just to have that structure, for me, like you know, I didn't have certain things like. Just uh, like I you know I have kids. These are these right. are things that change your outlook. Right. That, um. Happy Father Day's to you. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. But yeah, you know, it's it's a part of. Uh, maybe um. Without trying to be preachy or anything, like I'm more so, I'm, in one way I'm talking to myself, mm-hmm. in another way I'm uh, I'm going against the tide. Like 
to be honest, if I was talking a whole lot of negativity right. and nonsense, right. then I could probably get a lot more play or whatever. Right. Or, you know, but music is, uh, it means a lot. It, um, I come from the school of um, when it was a culture and the things that are going to last. Like, I know that this music now that's real temporary, what have you, you're going to forget about it. Right. You give it a year, you give it a month. Right. You're going to forget about it. But the songs that people keep going back to that still make sense today right. are well written. You know, you show that you have respect for music, first and foremost. Right. When, well, not even just that, just principles in life. Like, you gotta I feel have like that, those. you know how it is off the 1978ers. I feel like that's that whole song mm. is basically about what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's relating, I mean. About them later on, like going from shopping in Murray's to filet mignon, then ramen noodles to linguine Alfredo sauce, from a basement to a loft with high ceilings. Huh? Enough days spent on envisioning that upgrade, a rough stage making the most out of that chump change. I'm up late putting in work later, I run things, and it's kind of wild how it all flips with one break, one minute in it to win it, and then when you've done it, you don't even notice you did it. That's because you've been at great beginnings from intent alone. Your folks cheer when that success starts near your vision's hitting home. You sat down, they gather around and let you tell the tale of how the boat set sail with you behind the wheel. Hope is just like the wind pushing the vessel. And that's the thing that stands out to the folks that haven't met you when they peeping that. To go through predicaments evolve us like what you gonna do might be ten of them that didn't only a couple that did planting seeds that are nourished get big i know that you know how it is to not have it the ones that stand out might end up being outstanding to have it automatic leaves less to imagine manually we gonna build us a bridge so now you know how to do it from scratch and that's the reason why folks dig your recipe the impression you leave behind it is contagious and ain't the same as others who made this you can tell that you cooking with patience and it makes sense Folks want to pay when it is worth it It's way less of a fantasy to you Because you researched and birthed it Far from perfect, growing to better Devotion and far more openness to trendsetters And you tried to tell them on an earlier note Now that the in crowd is down, see they all at your door An idea once came, allowing you to give it wings Now you sure graduated to more, bigger and better things You got the key plus the arrow saying proceed A steady hand cause you playing following your lead and managed to stay positive Took it all in stride and still got a lot to give I'm assuming that To go through predicaments evolve us Like what you gon' do Might be ten of them that didn't And a couple that did Planting seeds that'll nourish get big I know that you know how it is To not have it The ones that stand out might end up being outstanding To have it automatic leaves Let's to imagine manually We gon' build us a bridge And now you know how it is To give without reminding that you gave it up To take another's confidence and raise it up To let your folks know that you appreciate them And whenever you building in the eyes how you face them That lets them know that you mean it And that passion you have for your craft We can feel it to get props and still give them back. Let them know that this ain't a gimmick, cause I am living that. 
Ain't a lot, but I just make it work. Foundation is the key, so I laid it first. A big world, I am a part of it. Goals turn into accomplishments with confidence. And that's just where I stand. I'm secure with my story. Let me hear what you saying. We on a quest to understand it. I'm in the listener's stance. So I'm hearing all of what you saying. Not because what you have. More like cause I can tell. To go through. Predicaments evolve us like what you gon' do. Might be ten of them that didn't. Only a couple that did. Planting seeds that are nourish get big. I know that you know how it is. To not have it These folks that stand out They gon' end up outstanding To have it automatic leaves Let's to imagine manually We gon' build us a bridge And now you know how it is Yeah, yeah It's, it's relating, I mean There's many different um, Ooh, I was talking to somebody About, um you got an opportunity when it comes down to crowds or your following or have you to decide beforehand what your following is going to be. Some people decide they want everybody's money. Right. I'm fine with not taking certain folks or going after certain right. folks' money. Right. Because I know that when I put this music out, the people that I want to see in the crowd, it's cool with me that they are educated, that right. they are, you know, trying to make changes in this world right now. So look, we need right. changes right. right now. We, you know, partying ain't the answer all the time. I mean, I can get with it. It's cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want to have fun. Right. In your own way. I mean, for me, I have I have fun doing this. Even if I'm speaking about a serious topic, I still try to find a different right. way to approach it. Because if it were done the same way every time... I pretty much would stop because... Well, that, I mean, that's the other thing. I think one of the, the risks that... I guess artists in general, but MC particularly, if you try to have a storytelling vibe, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's tough to pull that off and keep it varied. And the one thing that shines through over the vast amount of music that you've made mm -hmm. or the amount of time you've been doing it, there's always something different, you know, to keep mm -hmm. the attention. And yeah. there's always something... There's a very tangible level of enjoyment on your part. Yeah, yeah. You know? We, I mean... I listen to a lot of music. I listen to stuff from Japanese jazz okay. to African soul bands from the 70s or uh, electronic music to... Now, do you seek stuff out or people put you onto it or a little bit of everything? I just come across it. Okay. I just come across it. People, I mean, we got like a collective, like, um, what's the name? Drew Dave. You familiar with Drew Dave? No. Soulful. Used to be called Soulful. Um... Beat maker from here. He actually is in VA. Okay. Young cat, young okay. cat, younger cat. Um, I met him. What's the name? Matter of fact, yeah. That's, uh, okay. We had so a, I'm looking at a flyer for the. It's the beat down. Yeah. And what, when is that from? It was an expedition. That's from around when, in the rough came out. Okay. That was our first show actually. Okay. Um. So Ciroc's on there as well. Ciroc, right, right, right. Ciroc, that's cool cat. Um. Yeah, it was a beat expedition. It was me, Odyssey, Sarat, Soulful. Um, he was a young cat. That was my first time meeting him. At the time, he was using, like, Fruity Loops. Okay. And um, sometime after that show, he reached out and was like, you know, he wanted to find a, uh, a piece of equipment he could use where he could actually tap on pads or whatever. Right. He didn't want to do it. Like, Fruity Loops was cool, but he wanted outboard gear. 
And I, at the time, I was getting the machine to, um, I don't know, I was just trying it out. I heard good things about it. And we had it both together, so we'd get up every weekend mm -hmm. and try to learn it. Um, a little bit after that, I ended up getting in a bind with bread or whatever. Okay. So I sold my machine and actually we moved to Richmond. I came back and he, you know, I hadn't seen him or heard from him for a while, so he played me the stuff he was doing now. And it was like, he way past when we last got up. I've noticed that about, so is his last name Abraham? Nope. Okay. No, no, no. I've noticed that King about, uh, well, so oh, you're talking about Sirac. Yeah, Sirac. Me and him cool. We we worked. We used to work at Whole Foods together. Okay. He worked in the dairy department. I was in the customer service. Okay. But um, and it was wild. I, I met him outside of that at the beatdown. I mean, no, the beat grinder. We were in competition against each other. Okay. I, was like, oh, I didn't know you made these. Right. Well, I've noticed the younger cats, particularly. Mm -hmm. I m I remember when I was younger, mm -hmm. I would uh, take the things and develop skills a lot quicker than I do now because, mm -hmm. like you're saying, like. You don't have the time. You got the energy and the desire to do it. It's just you got to be more responsible with your time. Exactly. Whereas young people, I feel like, like I was reading something the other day where by six, you can still learn another language. By seven or eight, mm -hmm. all you're doing is mimicking it, mm -hmm. even if you can inflect it and, and get the concepts down. Mm -hmm. Whereas the older you get, you lose that capacity. And young people, you know, it's, I feel like. That makes sense. It's a good way. That's one of the reasons I stayed away from battles the older I got was I was mm -hmm. like, you're just. You're, you're developing yeah. so much faster than I am. Yeah. So did it, you, the beat battles, mm -hmm. tell me about those. Uh, I, I did them. I, I did a few. I did like three of the beat grinder joints. I came, I think I was like second in like two of them. Because that was how I got to know. It's funny, when I first saw you rhyming, I was like, mm -hmm. you got to be kidding me. This dude yeah. rhymes too? I think the first four or five times I interacted with you, mm -hmm. uh, I'd seen you at Beat Grinders at different beat exhibitions. Right. And that's what really blew me away. Right. I, yeah, I, I, for some reason, I never, I always felt like folks ain't taking me seriously when I'm on beats. Really? And I never, um, besides at the beat joints, like the battles or whatever, but um, in terms of that, shopping beats for people to to buy, or? I gotta give, um, well, or maybe it was um the fact that when me and Slim Cat and RBI and um, Mr. Who we had a house, mm. and artists would always come through. Slim Cat would always make them a BCD out of my newest joints, his newest joints, and they never get back to us. Like two years have passed, you got twenty something beats on there, right? And nobody ever hit us back. It's just like um, and they weren't cuffing them. Nah, no, nah, nah. It's just, I think it was just people had so many options. Okay. And um, I don't like for me it was cool because I went and took them same beats and I realized that besides XO who used them for like his first or second album, was, um, I was just like, if don't nobody else do it, I will. Right. And I made like uh. First album was nothing is promised. It's just like um, songs from '96 to like 2006. Okay. In chronological order. Um, it really just—I mean, honestly—in doing it, I realized I didn't realize how much music I had done from then and the different ways. Really. Mm -hmm. And I did it because um, around that same time was when I found out about my pops had a, a illness. And it really scared, like, scared all of us. Like, you hear certain 
certain things and you automatically think the worst. Like right. people have to die tomorrow or something. Right. So I wanted to I wanted to um through music be able to um make the most out of what I've been putting all this energy into. Right. It's really a shout out to him for real. That's one thing that really stands out on uh I think it was the urn. Where you I mean you talk about how he he was a construction worker and worked mm -hmm. with his hands and then shout out you shout out your mom, you said when mm -hmm. she was in labor she was putting in work, the labor you know. Mm -hmm. Are you still very close with your parents? Uh well my pops passed. I'm sorry to hear that. Day. Um but it's he's with me still. Yeah. My mom's yeah, my mom's I see her every week. She watched my son. I go to work on Friday. She watch him every Friday. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, I keep her a part of everything I'm doing. And it's dope that like you know, like kids they bring like she's been kinda of depressed for a while. But when my son comes, yeah. She just brings up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. she got all the energy in the world now. Yeah. And forgetting about that she was stressing and all right. this. Right. But um yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's the root. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So now it, we were talking about this before we got into it too. Like uh, before we started doing the interview, you have a job, mm -hmm. day job. Uh, I got I, I got on this one thread with Odyssey where I was like, dude, your time management skills must be off the charts. Mm -hmm. When I went back and looked at all the stuff that you've made, and then you were telling me the hours that you work, mm -hmm. I remember thinking, you know, I thought you right. had a studio at the job or something like nah, that. Nah, nah, nah. How do you, do you, are you making stuff in your head while you're at work in terms of writing? I am. I, am. Um, I will. I say lately, though, I, I kind of took a, I had to take a break to just um, figure where I'm at. I got three more projects I had to turn in for the label. And this is your own mellow music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um one I can't name all the way. I'm working with another producer who um I I tell you off. Okay. But um that a solo record produced by me entirely and an instrumental album. Okay. Um they pretty much are done. I gotta get uh like every one of them mixed or whatever and then blend them or whatever. But um now, when they, because I think the way that Odyssey explained this was mm -hmm. with Mellow Music, you don't, you basically agree to do X number of albums. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's just a one on one project per project basis. What's funny, because what you were saying earlier was you just had put your head down, dove into it, and 10 years later, you've got X amount of stuff and you're blown away by that amount. Mm -hmm. Do you find that, that knowing that your expectations are to have a finite amount of stuff done? impacts your ability to make music or you're just going to make it anyway yeah but yeah. regardless of the situation I'm going to still this is my release right I'll probably um, I, my head wouldn't be as clear without music yeah we go through a, enough in the course of a day everybody has their release some people like smoke a cigarette or you know they got different ways to release right ride a bike or whatever you do this is this is what I do to um I mean, it's still fun to me. Right. And um, a lot of people I came up with don't, uh, over time, they they fell out of love with it. Right. But um, I still am learning. I'm still, it's still making more and more sense. Like, um, and then I'm, at the same time, I'm trying to implement instruments to it. So it's an infinite amount of ground to cover it's good to see, you know, because that's one of the things I noticed about particularly some of the older heads in D.C. Mm -hmm. 
when they when they weren't getting out of it, you know, probably what they deserved, but what they expected, mm-hmm. they they, had, they developed a really disenchanted view of it. But right, it's so right. good to see people. And I, I'll tell you the same thing to you that I said to Odyssey. That so I'm glad it's you guys, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really feel like you guys are at the forefront of what the DMV is being perceived as Appreciate and what the reality it. is. You know what I mean? Right. But I feel like it's. I'm I'm glad to hear that. You know, hell or high water, you still get the same kick out of doing it. Seriously, seriously. You know? I mean. If it wasn't fun, I'd probably find something else yeah. that was fun for me. Well, I know that you're in the hoops. I, well, the other yeah. th- here's the other thing about you. Mm-hmm. So you have the Instagram, why are you taking pictures? <laughs> and some of the pictures that you get, I don't know if you do a lot of filtering or whatever, but the, the perspective, the angles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're one of the people that I check for on Instagram. And That's one good. of the things I see you doing is shooting baskets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I used to play. I I need to get out a lot more. Yeah. For real, before you, you start getting older, you start getting. How old are you? I'm 37. Actually. Okay. Yeah. 36. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah you're right. I used to play outside. I right. played, you know, indoors four days a week, outdoors three. Right. Once I turned 30, nope. Right. No right, more back to backs. Yeah, I keep a ball in, in my trunk. Okay. Just in case. Now I'm showing him how to dribble and all. Now that. you say that you, you mm-hmm. pointed towards your son. My son he's exactly, five. Exactly. Very, exactly. very, very wonderful kid. Mm-hmm. As soon as I came in the door, he's very engaging. He's ready to yeah, rock. Yeah. He's real personable. Yeah. Is exactly. he taking to sport to sports? Um, he hasn't got in there yet. We trying to um actually get him either like in karate or something. Okay. See what he like. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to um. I don't want to lock him down to the things I like. So right. I just want to let him see what he gravitates toward. Well, for my interactions with him, he's going to, you know what I mean? He'll let you mm-hmm. know what he's into. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's smart, though. So you said, did you play hoops in high school? You said you played a bunch uh, of different sports? I was about to. But, like, um, that's around the same time. It was either that or music. Um, I had tryouts and all that. I had people that played for... Um, same school. I went to Montgomery Blair High School. Did you really? Yeah, I okay. went around the same time. Uh, Steve C. Francis, Francis. There. Okay. Um, I actually taught there for a little bit. Oh, so yeah. To, oh, get, to get my degree in education, the last sixteen the old, weeks. The old right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, actually, the new one, the one that's on Four Corners. Okay. Did you well, go to the old one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was like a college. So right. I used to live off Greenbrier, mm-hmm. which is right over by like that market. Okay. So okay. yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I um. I went to three different high schools though. I went to Lago. Okay. I went to T C Williams. Okay. And then I moved to Silver Spring and went to Blair. Did a lot of moving around. But live I lived with my pops up until tenth grade and then I actually no like ninth grade. And then I moved with my mom. Okay. She was in Virginia. But um the one thing I always remember about you is when I when you and I first met her, when I would see you interacting with other people, you have a very wait and see attitude towards people. Mm. Do you think that was developed from having moved around to schools and developing different peers? What do you mean? What you mean? In terms of like, like, I feel like people could come up to you like, "Oh, peace, peace," like your shit's dope. Be like, "All right, cool," mm. but you know. It's up to them to try and take it further than that, right, and right, right. if you're not interested in that, it's not going to go beyond that. That's true. I mean. I just yeah, a lot of it's vibration, man. Yeah. Um, you meet a through the more we do this, like um, you meet people all over, and like um, every you know music is the thing. It's everybody's doing it, everybody. But like the more you do it, the more you realize that. For me, it's a little bit more. For me, it's a it's a spiritual connection. It's 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 a deep thing, and I don't just um, 
those relations, I got to make sure that it's, it's secure. Like, right. You know, like, um, I'm not supposed to do music with everybody. Right. I'm not one of those people that does out of quantity. It's more quality. It's more making sense. Right. It has to, every move has to, in some way, seem like that was the next thing that I was supposed to do. Right. Like, because um, if I end up just making a whole lot of random moves, I end up in a place like, where am I at? Right. Like, what? Right. What is this album that I'm doing? Like, right. I don't understand what this is supposed to mean to my life. Like, right. But um, I mean, I and I say that because like um, most of the stuff I've done, I don't really got a song out there that I can say I didn't mean that. Like, I wish I didn't do right. that. Right. Cause and I I pride myself on that. Like, even if the beat was a little, you know. Yeah. Same and then even that's hard because you make beats yourself. And somebody send you a beat and try and get you on a verse, they gonna pay you. Right. And then you, you know, from from a critical mind, you be like, ah, that beat, like, you know, I could. Why don't you let me do the drums on that? Or, right, right. But you know what? This is your thing. Right. But at least, uh, early on, we noticed that um, when the beat is minimal. It leaves an opportunity for what you have to say to stand out that much more. Okay, yeah. That actually was like the first lessons we were given when we came into doing stuff with The Remains. My man would have, um, he had all these beats. Like, it was me and his brother, his younger brother. We would do stuff, and from the other room, right next to his, you could hear all the stuff his brother was doing. Okay. Like, to the crucialest music you ever heard was being done in the room right beside you and you just like your ear to the to the door like right. whoa like man right if i had that be right there yeah and like um like came a time like my older brother was in a crew with his older brother okay so he reached out my older brother reached out to him and it's like you know can you give a brother some beats or whatever they try and get started da, da, da. right he's like all right so he playing his beats It'll be like the best shit you ever heard. And then be like, yeah, so can I get that joint? Like, nah, you know, that's for miles. <laughs> but um, hold on, hold on. Right. Play a couple more that we couldn't have. Right. And then it play the most basic beat ever. Be like, yeah, you can get that one. <laughs> but what I learned from that was I would take that basic beat mm -hmm. and I you make your voice like the main instrument. Right. And you go off on it to where Eventually, he would come back and be like, um, remember that beat I played you right. before that you know, I told you was for my album? Right. I'm saying, why don't you go ahead and try to do something to it? Yeah. Like, you had to earn your way right. Right. to be able to have those kind of... Now, was he, did he know that that was the path that he was laying out for you, or that's the one? He didn't know. He okay. didn't know. He okay. didn't know. He just saw that, you know, if you're doing like that on the minimum, mm -hmm. chances what are, like, you, do with you know, bigger, it's but... not even... Like, I learned early on that no matter how big and bad the beat is, you you present it with a puzzle every time you step to any beat because you're trying to make a marriage with that beat in your voice right? and to make a, the song that was designed to be put to it. Right. And um, a lot of times, like I look back through history, like even songs that came out, songs on the radio and all that, mm -hmm. I wanted to actually do a, um, like a, a mixtape of taking... A lot of a lot of songs I like. I feel like the beat was pretty much taking the lead. Okay. 
and I wanted to do a mixtape. Like pop songs or just songs in general? Not pop, but like classic, okay, classic hip hop, even some pop joints. Yeah, that I really like the beat, but I wish I could kick your vocals off the right, joint right. and just do right. what it was supposed to be done to it. Right, right. And I actually, I think I'm gonna still do that for real, and just um, it's really an ode to songwriting to better songwriting yeah. you know what I'm saying well I think it's it's so interesting because I enjoy talking to people that either started out making beats or that was 80% of it and then the, the other 20% was writing rhymes and then eventually became 50-50 mm-hmm. but I think people that made the beats first mm-hmm. have such a better un- I mean it's basically just less ego mm-hmm. in the writing mm-hmm. because when you think about what's ultimately might take somebody nine or ten listens to a song to really flesh out everything that's going on. Right. So the verses are going to be the least impactful thing on the first couple of listens. Right. And it's really the hook and then right. where you're landing on the snare and all exactly. that. Exactly. Plus you have the kind of voice. If I had never met you, I would think you were like six nine, two eight. Yeah, just out, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you have that kind of voice that the lows really cut through everything. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, so what's like what songs in particular are you looking at that you'd want to flip? Hmm. Well, uh, see, my daughter she uh, gave my computer a virus and okay, okay. I had everything organized like in okay. playlists or yeah. what have you, but um, I'm pretty much I got to you gotta give her fine. a producer credit on the album. Nah, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it basically it messed yeah. my organization up. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah. no, no, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you know, it's it's. I basically got to listen to all this stuff again. At some point, that's why I was able to organize okay. like that because I listened. I always had this going. Right. And as I'm like, say I'm in the room cooking or something, I hear something. Oh, I gotta put that. Right. Put, like, and that's years of doing that. Right. So like, every, my the way so that you, it was. Okay. My next ten years was already. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. It's cool. It's just back at the beginning. Do you have the framework and then you can go back and fill it in or are you just starting from scratch now? Mm, a lot of it's from scratch. Okay. But, um, a lot of that was like projects after these ones, these mainstay ones. Like I'm fine with those because mm-hmm. I can go back to the Logic Sessions or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, it's just cool. It's well, just, like for example, End of an Era, mm-hmm. which was on, is that on Before Taxes? Uh, no, that's or on the Earn. I mean, that entire thing is samples from television. Mm-hmm. But the way that you... Did you put that together? Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant because at first, you know, I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, just a criticism of news broadcasting, which to a certain extent it is, but right. it's also the flip from di- from analog when to digital, digital right? digital turns. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff. Like, your voice isn't even on it and just... Mm-hmm. Of the songs that I heard from you, that would be in my top five just conceptually. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. How did that come together? Uh, that was an important part. I mean, it's a blessing to be able to say, like, um, like generations before us were able to see certain things happen, and we don't know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. So, like, for these generations after, they can't say that they were able to see that. Mm-hmm. It was a big point. Like, um, what is so just for our listeners? Because I think I understand what you're talking about mm-hmm. contextually. But when you say from one generation to the next, like, what mm-hmm. do you mean specifically by that? I mean. Kids that were born after that. Okay. That all they know is a plasma screen. TV. Okay. Yeah. But um, you know, we go back to old school TV with the the um bunny ears. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hanger. Right. And it and all that. And um, it's a blessing to be able to go through the different ages and see the evolution. Right. I mean, again, going back to a lot of what my whole thing is about is going through 
evolution and showing the growth. Okay. Even that, that's another example. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I feel like that lends itself to the narrative aspect. There's a mm-hmm. beginning, middle, I mean, an end, at least from that specific moment. Mm-hmm. You know that the end is ever unraveling. Mm-hmm. I remember the Duke-Kentucky college basketball game. I remember watching that on a black and white TV. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which, and, and even that, like, um, like back in the day, I remember my people's, my parents watching black and white movies. Okay. Or whatever. Um, I, did, I used to hate black and white movies. Yeah. Because I just felt like it put you to sleep. Yeah. Because they didn't have color. But you get older and you start to see, especially by movies now, got a whole lot of special effects, a lot of money put into it right. to kind of jazz it up or whatever. But the thing to be lacking is the storyline. Right. But now I go back and I listen like, like this. And, uh, so you pulled out Alfred, a copy of Alfred Hitchcock. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. His writing. Yeah. His storylines are not to be compared. He didn't have special effects. Yeah. All the special effects were in the story. They were in the um, the twists. Manually, he could make you. It could make you scared. Right. Like, well, they. Well, plus, what was the one uh, where somebody creeps up on somebody in the shower, and they don't mm-hmm. show. You know, it's not on some Freddy Krueger right. with the knives going in right. and out of the skin. There's just the blood circle in the right. drain. Exactly. So you know what happens. Exactly. And you're like, oh, and it's and up your to mind you. Right. And your mind put it together. Right. Where not a whole lot of it's gore or whatever, but at the same time, it's it's leaving it up. It's it's honestly trust. Right. It left. It trusted the, uh, the the viewer. It's like giving them uh, saying that you're smart. You know what I'm saying? Right. But when you you make everything extra special effects and everything, you kind of uh, making an inside joke like we're kind of stupid or something. Right. You right. Know what I'm right. Well, yeah. I feel like if when an audience needs to be spoon fed things, mm-hmm. the synapses, the brain chemistry, like it's mm-hmm. not as stimulating to that, and therefore you just become that much more passive. Exactly. And that was the thing I really enjoyed about End of an Era was like, mm-hmm. particularly the way you flipped. There was a couple samples really early on, but the way you flipped it, there was sort of like a poke and fun at the audience. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not getting. Mm-hmm. The overall, just more than just the the analog to the HD switch, right. you know, right, uh, right. there was more to it. There's I, that's the one thing about your music. I, I encourage our listeners who aren't already familiar, and even if you are, go back and listen. There's so much depth to what Appreciate you do it. lyrically, musically, and I know you're under the weather, so thank you for taking the time out nah, to no talk problem, with me today, no man. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'm so, here. people, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm. Uh, people can find you on Bandcamp, Spotify. Seriously. If you go to Mellow Music. Is it mellowmusicgroup.com? Uh, yep, mellowmusicgroup.com. Uh, it's All listed the under. Albums, you yeah, you probably got the easiest name for everybody uh, that we've interviewed to remember. It's just Y and mm-hmm. then you. Lowercase Y, copy you. Absolutely, that? man. Pleasure building with you, man. Same, Thank you. Same. Cone Billionaires, be sure to check out Why Use Music. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace.
I got a lot on my brain Stress harder than my daughter Three feet and some change I don't complain, I complete My aim is like the archer With an arrow cock back Let it go Target is deceased On beats I reach People of all kind Sometimes I do take time But I'm on time Genuine with the rhythm I'm designing Started all over You can call it redefining myself Cause I had to take it back to zero Folks pump your head up You get a lower ego Start showing off When you get in front of the people But when it come to this here I come with the lethal And he who tries to get fried Serve like a three-piece biscuit on the side You risk it all, but you fall short When it come to thought, I hold the chalk Trace figures on the asphalt Cash talk, let me get a little bit You won't catch me putting out that old bullshit Nah, I love the raw, untapped Slept away for a second, but I had to come back Cause I thought about it I thought about it I thought about it, thought about it. All this time times a day would it take a lot of hard work and a lot of networking and started from the bottom up just like a rebirth again beginning to win now hate comes around when you get a little bit niggas teeth tend to grit but he saw this his walk is cautious don't need need to pack the full fifth cause he got god strength ready for the world like the 80s band some make moves others hate to see him expand to all the crabs waiting in the barrel to get a clamp for the champ never he use your ass as exam so dance to the rhythm that he tapped with both hands he not for no plan slim or grown ass Man, big star on the map, that's where he live at Get love, never ever hesitate to give back Cause he thought about it I thought about it I thought about it All this time I said I thought about it I said I thought about it thought about it To be an MC mean that I can hold it down even if it's just me If I'm solo, I go for what I know still, don't chill Nah, I don't even battle, rubber gon' build for real Like the girl on hill People say they hear me rhyme, they get a warm feeling They chest, I'm a child of the most highest It seemed like the radio is so biased I experiment with this like some old science Lab coat with the glasses, why you they asking? But I never told what I hold is gold Like a five finger ring, so get off the ding-a-ling and lay low I hate broke so I made more Thankful for the bankroll Ain't changed, same gold Got a globe to see Way more than MD and DC I'm being me free Quit leading these seeds Straight to Hades Vintage with this Is what it remains means The game's infected Folks trying to gain green I could cross over But it really ain't me So I thought about it I thought about it thought about it All this time I said I thought about it I said I thought about it, uh, uh, thought about it, you saw mine.